It's a sad, sad day at Eat, Drink, Smoke and across Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation. Why? Why is it a sad day? I mean, we've got some glorious bourbon in front of us, a single barrel selection, and a cigar with a Brazilian Matafina wrapper, some Nicaraguan binder and filler, glorious construction. Tony, Tony Katz of Eat, Drink, Smoke. What could be sad? Well, it has to do with our friend Fingers. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Great to be with you. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there in his Lions regalia, they're one and one, by the way, is the one and only Fingers Malloy, co-host extraordinaire. I, Fingers Malloy, am holding in my hand. It was a special from the PCA, the Premium Cigar Association show, but it is available from the people at warfightertobacco.com. It is their victory Cigar, the Brazilian Matafina wrapper, the Habano Jalapa Nicaraguan binder and filler. That filler also coming from Esteli and a bit of Lajero in there. And it is this wonderful, wonderful torpedo of a cigar. Now, normally, uh, th- this this cigar comes as a 6x54, which means it's six inches long. Meh. I'm sorry. Don't do that to the cigar. It's six inches long. Teehee. And the ring gauge is a 54. That's the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. Teehee. Oh, fingers. Now, this is a glorious torpedo. Note, fingers is in a bad mood. Hey, fingers, why don't you have a cigar in your hand? Go on. I had a tooth pulled, my uh, wisdom tooth pulled a couple of days ago because apparently I'm 15 years old again. And uh, because of that... I'm not supposed to smoke uh, or have a carbonated beverage for a few days because they're worried about uh, me having a dry socket. See, Tony, when you have uh, a teeth, uh, a teeth, a tooth pulled, you 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 don't want your socket dry. You want your socket moist. So, so what you you just wanted to throw moist in there, didn't you? <laughs> you just had to work away. So what you're saying is, is that you cannot have a cigar today, and I am left to my lonesome with this Warfighter Tobacco cigar with that Brazilian Matafina wrapper. All to myself? Good for you. Huh. I'm very huh. happy. I'm very happy for you. What do you, what do you know about, what do you know about that little bit of a fantastic oh, right there? Yeah, you know how I always tell you that this is the best gig in radio? Mm-hmm. Today, eh. That's all. Eh. This is fun. I am trying to compare this. I was talking about the cigar, but your pain also makes me feel good. I understand. Finally, I understand what the Germans meant by schadenfreude. <laughs> I, I, I really and truly do. Again with the Germans. I am a, I am a, I do like Warfighter Cigar. I think they do a series of absolutely wonderful cigars. We met them at that show uh, a couple of years back. and just thought they were cool guys doing cool stuff. But from this, it's like, okay, we're, we're, we're trying to do something a little more special, a little more enjoyable, a little more, hey, we're serious uh, about the cigars. Now, this di- is, is reported to come as a shaggy foot. It didn't. So a shaggy foot would refer to on the foot end, the end that you light, it would, it would be kind of disheveled, like the, like the tobacco is just Maybe hanging shredded out. Shredded a little bit. Shredded is a great way to put it fingers uh this that's a shaggy foot it's a style this this did not have uh the shaggy foot right there this was just clean right across smoking absolutely beautifully it is a torpedo we did it as a straight cut so it comes up to a point did it as the straight cut and uh the draw on this the warfighter fourth edition victory cigar 
just lovely. To clarify, you did it as a straight cut. Well, I sure did, fingers. Oh, did I say we? Yes. I'm so used to it being about us, but today it's it's uh, it's all about. It's all about me. Well, let me uh, let me ask you a few questions about the stick, Tony. First of all, how does it feel in the hand? Does it have a wiffle ball back? Do you want to hold it? No, no, that's okay. I'll just live vicariously through you Uh, today. Once again, once again, Uh, I I think it feels absolutely fantastic. I don't. I I could go for a touch more heft on this, but I think it's it's a good solid feel. And fifty four is a ring gauge is as thick as I like to go. You know, a torpedo bringing it down a little bit in terms of the mouthfeel, but but not enough. 54 is is the is for me in terms of comfort level the 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 top of the line. That that wrapper looks very nice. It looks from here like it's just a, a touch of oil on it. No, you want to feel it? You no, want to touch no, it? No, right there. I don't. Uh, this is an absolutely glorious feel, too. It's actually rather smooth. You can feel some natural bumps in the leaf, but you're not really getting any veining. It's very smooth. There's a nice bit of oil that's coming off uh, the, this, this cigar, and it is this um, light-to-milk chocolate uh, on the wrapper there. That's what the the Matafina Brazilian wrapper is is bringing just a nice bit of feel to it. Uh, I got to admit, uh, I, I can't, one of the things I'm having a little trouble with is trying to figure out the flavor profile mm-hmm. here. What is it that that I'm tasting? What is it that is, it is it is bringing to me? You know, fingers. I'd love to talk to you about it, but <laughs> you just you just don't have one. I the, the coffee is wonderful. Any any chance? of doing a V-cut with this, or was it straight cut all the way? For me, this would have been a straight cut all the way. I don't think there would have been a need. Knowing Warfighter as we do, warfightertobacco.com, I don't think that you would need it. This is actually uh, playing there with a touch of spice for me and a, and a, and a good bit of wood uh, to it. Uh, that's, that's what I'm getting from it. Uh, it's, it's not, it isn't deep. It isn't um, heavy. Uh, on the palate, it's it's actually moving with a little bit of uh, brightness and a little bit of, of crispness uh, uh, go, go, going on there. I, th- I think that's the way uh, I, I would put it. So I think that this has uh, like almost a desire to get a, a touch earthy. I'm curious to see where that's going to go and how that's going uh, to, 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 to build out. But that, that, that Brazilian Matafina, which is not always the way I go, not always the way I... I like a, a cigar to be just hitting lovely right now. Absolutely perfect. And make sure you wrote down what you eat today. What did you drink uh, today? It is the first real day of fall, Fingers Malloy. It's wonderful. It, this is the best time of year between football season and you, you still uh, you get a summer day every once in a while. It was 90 degrees yesterday. Today, 67, sunny, sweatshirt weather. Perfect. You know what would be great with this weather? Another Lions victory? Well, no, it's... By the way, congratulations. Thank the you. Detroit Lions are, are 500. They're a 500 team, ladies and gentlemen. First place in the NFC North, ladies and gentlemen. That's not true. Sure it is. How are you first place Everyone in the NFC is, North? Everyone's one and one. Okay. <laughs> so we're tied for first place. We're tied for last place. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It would be a good time for a cigar. All right, I'm done abusing you on this. Now, the question is, is this in my humidor for $17.76? I need to smoke much more of this cigar to get there. 
in terms of a feel, it's there. In terms of, a, of an initial flavor profile, this is really enjoyable. I think this would go well with a coffee. I could see this going with actually a bolder bourbon, something that brought me some oak. I think it would complement very, very nicely. I, I, I'm not sure how other people would see that Brazilian wrapper, but when I'm smoking it, the Warfighter Victory 4th Edition from warfightertobacco.com, I, I see... I see the opportunities for something that was that was oaky. I see the opportunity for something that that had that wood, uh, and I would see the opportunity for coffee. I, I think I could, I think I could put it all together. I have coffee right there. You do, yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, but I can have coffee too. Oh. That's the difference between us. You're not special. <laughs> My mom says I'm special. Uh, Mother Malloy <laughs> lied. You know, Fingers Malloy is pretty unhappy that he's not able to share a cigar with all of us because he had one of his wisdom teeth uh, pulled out and, and uh, he and the, something about a pocket and you can't dry out the pocket or the socket. Socket. The socket pocket cannot be dried out. So we figure while he's in a foul mood, not having a cigar, let's talk about one of his favorite subjects, all things pumpkin spice. It's eat, I, drink, I, smoke, everybody. I, 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 I'm not happy with you right now. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. We should have practiced that in rehearsal. It's a list, Fingers Malloy. He didn't like my dramatic pause. It's supposed to be great for radio. Uh, it turns out not so much. Mm. This is a list of 24 pumpkin spice products that you can buy right now. Pumpkin spice is not a lifestyle. Yes, it is. Says who? America. Oh, good lord. Right now, fingers, you got a couple bucks burning a hole in your pocket. Now you can buy any cigars. A couple bucks burn your hole in the pocket. You could have all the pumpkin spice things. I'd rather just burn my pocket. Here, here, here you go. Uh, from uh, Calafia Farms, pumpkin spice half and half, but it's coconut cream and almond milk. Oh, boy. You combine the awfulness of pumpkin spice with coconut cream and almond milk to have a bottle of terrible. You you don't know how to live. Oh, okay. That's obvious. Here. I, oh, let me ask you this. Yeah. You're, I know you aren't heavy into the, the coffee creamer, are you? Oh, I love coffee creamer. Do you, but not flavored, just half and half. Okay, but you don't do the almond milk or the coconut no, milk? No, no, no. I love myself way too much. <laughs> okay, just way too much. Just hey, to ask. you want to get healthy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the answer. <laughs> Quest has a nutrition pumpkin pie protein bar. 21 grams of protein and less than one gram of sugar and all the pumpkin pie spice flavor you could want. See, if it had 22 grams of protein, I'd consider it. But at 21 grams, not going anywhere near it. How about, Fingers Malloy, we head over to Starbucks and wait, first we get a second mortgage. <laughs> then we head over to Starbucks and get the Starbucks pumpkin cream cold brew. Okay. Does that sound good to you at all? I'll give you a full disclosure. Mm -hmm. Full disclosure. My wife, sainted woman, you've met her. Yes. You've seen pictures. Yes. Uh, we were actually out today and, and stopped and treated ourselves to a little coffee at Dunkin'. A little okay. Dunkin' Donuts coffee. And she got the pumpkin cold brew. And you know what she said? Blech. Mm. <laughs> mm. Damn you. <laughs> Damn you? Mm, 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 delicious. Oh, wow. That's what she said. Oh, she loved it. That, loved but, it. But crazy about it. But that's in their wheelhouse. They are marketing their coffee to your wife. 
because apparently all women they 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 love the pumpkin spice. They crave the pumpkin spice. They can't wait until well now it used to be September, but now they bring it out in like July. Right. They they need the pumpkin spice. They brought out pumpkin spice now for next year. <laughs> it's all pumpkin spice. How about you, you can't say no to this fingers. You can't no. say no to this fingers, Malloy. Pepperidge Farm. All right, do I have your attention? Uh huh. Pepperidge Farm. Pumpkin spice swirl bread. Pumpkin spice swirl bread. Okay, I'm in on that. Pumpkin bread. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm in on this too. I could totally like, see like that. Toast that, butter that, put that in my face mouth. Absolutely. All day. Oh, fingers. We have to try this for the show. Write that down. You're in charge of procurement. Mm-hmm. And of course, getting a toaster. Because nothing says cigar lounge mm-hmm. like being in Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana with, with your cigar, your bourbon, mm-hmm. and a toaster. Got to make that happen. What, uh, will an easy bake oven work? No. Oh. Not at all. Here you go. Nice and healthy and soothing. David's Tea Pumpkin Pie Matcha. M- tea. Pumpkin, pumpkin tea? That... That sounds terrible. Green tea. Oh. And pumpkin pie flavoring. I I may have just gotten sick. Are you alright? I think I'm I think I'm okay. Yeah? Green tea and pumpkin? Does, does that sound good to you? No. I it's on the list. So I read it. Sugar Plum, which is a chocolate company, pumpkin spice latte chocolate bar. Okay. Right? You're a push on that one. Chocolate and pumpkin. Is, I, listen, I love pumpkin pie. I could eat pumpkin pie every day and never get sick of it. But never. that's with the, the whipped cream or the Cool Whip. Vanilla kind of cream. Chocolate and pumpkin? That- so so if you, pumpkin pie and chocolate ice cream? Mm, man, I don't know. I, I, I would, pumpkin I mean, chocolate no. milkshake? Oh, no. No. Pumpkin pie flavor? And cho- but what was it, if it was with vanilla? Vanilla, yeah, I would be all in. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I but your chocolate, you're you're a chocolate pumpkin guy. I've never tried the two, but I'm trying to put them together in my head. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm genuinely opposed. I'll tell you what, that sounds a heck of a lot better than pumpkin and green tea. Agreed. Agreed. You're, you're, by the way, it's clear now to me that that not being able to have a cigar changes for you because you can't have a cigar right now. Mm-hmm. Changes the dynamic, and it turns out like guys who go to the bar regularly, I only like you when you're smoking. <laughs> That's it. Uh, General Mills Pumpkin Spice Cheerios. Oh, now I know you're all in on this. No, I am not. Really? Because you do not change a classic. Honey Nut Cheerios are the only Cheerios, and everything else is ridiculous. Stop it. I got my oldest into Honey Nut Cheerios. There are now six boxes in the house. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Oh, yes, I did. Today, today, the oldest was staring at me. Giant bowl in hand. It was like, Dad, Dad. Dad, look at it, Dad. Dad, look at it, Dad. It's so good, Dad. I'm going to cry, Dad. I found love. <laughs> Honey Nut Cheerios, man. That is the end all be all. I don't know if I wanted to have pumpkin. Okay, so do you love Honey Nut Cheerios so much that you will pour Honey Nut Cheerios in a bowl and eat it dry like a snack? I would. But you don't? Oh, no. Because I, I have other things I can have as a snack. But yes, I, I, I think they're that good. I think that's a good cure for a sweet tooth. Have a little uh, Honey Nut Cheerios in a bowl and eat it dry. Or Hostess Pumpkin Spice Twinkies, which I would eat right now if you had them here. 
I'm not opposed to that because it's a cake, it's a dessert. I, I'm all in. I just don't want it in my beverage. Frosted Flakes Pumpkin Spice Cereal. That sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. Especially if it's if it's normal sugary Frosted Flakes and then just throw a little pumpkin spice on it. I, I don't... Uh, no, thanks. And now the one that will force you to rethink everything. Bailey's pumpkin spice liqueur. Uh, I, 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 it has to be tried. I think that's the okay. second thing you have to do. We're going to have the Pepperidge Farm pumpkin spice bread with the Bailey's pumpkin spice Bailey's. Okay, that to I, me sounds good. Because if it's traditional Bailey's with a little bit of pumpkin spice... That works for daddy. Guess who's daddy in this I, conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm daddy. I, I understand that. But I, to me, I, I could see doing that, especially around Thanksgiving. Uh, would I want pumpkin spice Baileys in the middle of July? No, but there's something about the holiday season, Thanksgiving, pumpkin. Pumpkin spice Baileys and pumpkin swirl bread, like right around the Christmas time in between Christmas and New Year's? Yeah. Yes. Yes, so we did find some ways the pumpkin spice are acceptable. So we found common ground in the pumpkin wars. Look at you. Look at you. I'm a uniter, not a divider. You are the diplomat America's always needed. While it's true that Fingers Malloy had a wisdom tooth removed and has to keep his socket dry or wet. Dry. Keep the socket dry? No, wet. Moist. You have to keep your socket moist. Yes. So therefore, you're not allowed to have a cigar. Right. So I, on Eat, Drink, Smoke, am smoking solo. You're smoking for two. That's not the first time. (laughs) It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Fortunately for you, you can still partake of some NyQuil chicken. NyQuil chicken? Mm. See, that's ridiculous. Everyone knows that DayQuil chicken is the way to go. NyQuil chicken. The FDA actually had to give a warning. I'm pretty sure you have brought this up on the show before. I was trying to go back to see when I remember it. And if it wasn't on the show, it was just something random that you brought up to me over a brisket or, <laughs> or, or, or something. There are people out there taking a whole chicken and basting it in NyQuil oh, and cooking it. Because you figure chicken's good when you're not feeling well. NyQuil's good when you're not feeling well. What could go wrong? You're hungry. You're not feeling well. Uh, you want to have a meal, but you know you have to take medicine. But who has the time to do both? That's why you make NyQuil chicken. And the FDA is warning people because I guess it's a lot of it's happening in social media. Don't do this. This is a ridiculously stupid thing to do. And by the way... It is, because when you could pick up a roasted chicken from Costco for five bucks, who the hell would make their own? Right, and especially when you could make Tide Pod tuna at home, which is <laughs> a, considered a delicacy in Latvia. I, I just, these, these, these TikTok things, the, these trends that are thrown, I, I, it's just simply amazing how they catch on. And the fact that the Food and Drug Administration had to actually post a warning on their website saying, hey, gang, in this uh, conversation, we're calling the folks in America gang. Hey, gang, don't cook your chicken in NyQuil. It's- when we, as kids, used to do something stupid, we were like, man, we're still alive. Awesome. <laughs> and then we moved on to the next stupid thing. Yeah. But we did it in, in this concentrated little group of three or four, maybe five, and that's where it stayed. 
we never said, hey, let's now go share this with a potential billion people <laughs> so they can be just as dumb as we are. What do you think NyQuil chicken would taste like? Not good. <laughs> I mean, of all the things you would want to marinate chicken in, have you ever had beer butt chicken? Beer what chicken? Beer butt chicken. Beer can chicken? Beer can chicken, beer butt chicken. Nope. Those are different things. No, they aren't. One is a can, a beer can. The other one is a butt. What? You Google beer butt chicken, it's the same thing as beer can chicken. I'm going to Google it right because now. Although I don't use Google, so. Oh, uh, ask Jeeves beer butt chicken, and it will tell you that it's, it's essentially beer can chicken. Hey, look at that. Ultimate beer butt chicken beer can recipe. There you go. Who knew? Would I lie to you? Well. And if you look at that recipe, 100% NyQuil free. It, it, it is. Uh, this recipe here from food.com is a dried bay leaf crushed, a half a cup of brown sugar, some fine uh, sea salt, two teaspoons, tablespoons of black pepper, and four of paprika, two teaspoons of cayenne pepper, four tablespoons of ketchup, some Frank's red hot sauce, Ooh. four tablespoons of Bud Light beer, four tablespoons of white vinegar, one actual 12-ounce can of Bud Light, and one three-and-a-half-pound to four-pound whole chicken. That sounds wonderful. Now, you've got your new grill. Uh... You know, we, we don't mention the name. I have the, the smoker. Name. Oh, it's a smoker? I, I have the smoker. By the way, I have I have changed my mind on that. Oh? I have turned the corner uh, on something. Okay. Uh, I don't like hiding anything. I'm, I'm a, a rather honest guy. And so I have been saying we're not going to say the name of the, uh, the, the smoker because, oh, they're not a sponsor. Well, how do they know to be a sponsor if we don't tell them? How do we not share it? I have a Traeger. That's what I use. Look at you. And it's been an absolutely fantastic buy. I will tell you, you can't make a steak on it. You need a grill for that. You need need that charcoal flavor. I do, certainly. Um, But I made made beef ribs on it last weekend. I I smoked a uh, standing rib roast for two hours and then put it in the oven at high heat to get the crust all together. Absolutely spectacular. Uh, the, the Traeger has been just fantastic for me. Oh, and that's great. I, I got to ask you, though, with the beef ribs, do you rest beef ribs after you? So here's my answer. You absolutely positively don't have to. And I am willing to fight anybody who says otherwise. But if you want to, go right ahead. Mm-hmm. The, the idea, Some people will say you can just rest the beef ribs loosely uh, covered in foil. Some people, like our Tommy Smoker, Mm -hmm. Tommy Smoker is a fan of the 3-2-1 system. The 3-2-1 system is where you smoke the ribs for three hours, then you tightly wrap them in foil, tightly, and then on the smoker for another two hours at 225 degrees, and then rest for an hour. He is... He is crazy diehard believer. If you've seen his videos over EatDrinkSmokeShow.com, Tommy Smoker does some great work and does some great work with us. Uh, so he's a believer in that. Me, I did five and a half hours on the smoker, 225, with a dry rub I'd put on the day before, then covered uh, well with foil in a pan and left it there for like an hour and a half before we were ready to eat. Okay. so Brilliant. How, how do you use uh what's your rub for the dry ribs versus the the brisket about the same or do you- very very different okay because and, and it doesn't have to be i think you could could just do a salt pepper on 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 a beef rib and remember i'm doing beef ribs not pork ribs so very very different thing but i used a brown sugar base 
uh, uh, rub. And so what you're doing is when the heat gets to the brown sugar, you're caramelizing. Yep. So you're you're just so far ahead of the game, right? Um, but uh, we we make our own rubs uh, in, in, in the house with, with a mix of things, not afraid to try. Uh, this weekend, I am doing two briskets. Oh. And I am doing one in a traditional salt and pepper. Because mm-hmm. I want to try something different with it. The other one, I'm actually doing a beef rib rub on it. I'm doing a brown sugar rub. I want to see what I get. You're going to love it. Of course, I'm going to freaking love it. (laughs) It's meat with sugar. Well, but some people just- It's not Nyquil chicken, (laughs) which by the way, do not eat. No, but some people get very upset about that. They they say, oh, the the rub just has to be- you know, pepper and and salt, and that's it. And to me, I use brown sugar on my rub for a brisket. Do you really? I got a sweet tooth. I I, I like that, even on beef. So, uh, yeah, I, I use that uh, all the time, and then I I spritz it. See, I think. So wait, when you spritz, is it apple cider vinegar or apple juice? Apple juice. Is it apple juice cut with water or straight apple juice? Cut with water. One to one. Yes. One cup apple juice. One cup water mm-hmm. in the in the in the spritzer bottle. Boom bop bip. Boom bop bip. And by the way, to the idea of spritzing your brisket, there's a theory that you only actually shoot the areas you think are drying out, the areas where you know you might have hot spots. I don't buy into that at all. I spritz the whole thing, but I am not making it wet. I am simply giving it a mist. You're not, you don't need it to drip heavy. You're not raining on the thing. It's not the Amazon rainforest. You just want to give it a coating just to make sure that you got enough moisture in there. I'm still stunned that you actually named the 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 grill that you use. I'm just, look, I, I, people ask. I want to be honest. I don't like hiding anything. You know, it, 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 Traeger's been very, very good. I think they should be a part of the show. I think I should have an entire backyard filled with Traeger products. <laughs> and, 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 and we should have a, a Traeger party, damn it. I, I have the master-built 560 gravity fed, and that's charcoal, and you can introduce... Uh, you know, wood chunks into the, the the chimney, or you can have it in the ash bucket. I'm I'm curious as to how much of an impact with the Traeger uh, different blends of wood pellets has on the meat. I right now have in there, which I'm going to be doing with this brisket. It is a garlic onion paprika. Mm. So I'm very curious. With those pellets, how it's going to go. Usually, I just go with something that's a kind of a straight hickory, maybe a touch of cherry. I like to keep it simple uh, in there. This one's going to be fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Are you going to do this during the winter? Yes, you know I am. Okay. You know that's coming. Just checking. That's absolutely positively happening. So uh, we'll we'll share our brisket and rib adventures with you because Fingers is doing a brisket as well. Yes, I'm very excited. Yeah, but I'm doing it for the Jewish holidays. It's Rosh Hashanah coming next week. Jewish New Year, my friend. So I got some celebrating to do. What are you doing it for? Cuz. It's a good answer. It's a good answer. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com except for the recipe to Nightcold Chicken. Don't make that garbage. Check your kids' TikTok, would you? <laughs> Love your kids enough to just check on that stuff. That's all we're asking. Eatdrinksmokeshow.com, my good people. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. So the idea of having cask-strength bourbon, right, nothing done to it, just out of the barrel and right there, right there for you to enjoy 
and to take in. The idea of single barrel is that it didn't get involved with anybody else. The barrel created the vision for the bourbon, and you are going to be able to enjoy it completely. So when people get a chance to buy a barrel or you see your favorite liquor store have a, a, a single barrel that they, that they went out and selected, they really made it a very personal, personal kind of decision. Today, it's Ezra Books. Ezra Brooks. Sorry, I'm already excited. E-Z-R-A, Ezra Brooks, the cask strength, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, single barrel, a barrel pick from the liquor locker. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And Fingers, this comes from the people over there at a place called Lux Road Distillers. Out of Bardstown, Kentucky, for many people, that is that is bourbon capital uh, of, of, of the world. And this comes in, I was looking for it, 60% alcohol by volume. That means 120 proof, ladies and gentlemen. 120 proof right here on the Ezra Brooks limited edition cask strength Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey single barrel. Now, the, the truth is, so many of these things are a bit of marketing. Mm-hmm. So many of these things, fingers, are a bit of create excitement. But the idea of the personalization that when people pick a barrel, it's theirs, it's representing what they value in a bourbon, that cannot be underplayed. Can I paint a picture for the folks right now who are listening? So uh, we actually have the barrel right here in front of us with two straws. That's not. No? That's that's not. That's not what's happening here? That's not how it works. Now, according to the sources that I have, this is a mash bill of 78% corn, 10% rye, and 12% malted barley is what the mash bill going on here is so we would expect this to have uh, a good bit of sweetness and a little bit of spice with that rye uh, going on there have been people who have done barrel picks Mm -hmm. from Ezra Brooks we took a look at some of their notes to see whether it compares to our bottle we have uh, I, I I could share the barrel number with you 7849528 7849528 This is barrel number 7849528 Now the 9527 was excellent so I can only imagine what the 9528 will be We take a look at this as of course we check it out neat That's kind of a pale gold right there maybe maybe a hint of amber in certain light but we've certainly seen things darker and 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 look a little bit richer in the glass fingers Yeah the one thing I noticed right off the bat is you know normally uh, we have this poured for us. We we did a self pour today, uh, and that knows it's robust. I you I I was pouring my bourbon into the glass from two feet away, and I could smell it right. as I was pouring it into the glass. I tell you what, though, that nose is absolutely lovely. It's a sweet, sweet nose. It's a touch soft. It certainly doesn't overwhelm. Um, I'm getting vanilla. A little bit of oak, and for me, Tony, I would never guess that this is 120 proof on this. No, nose. no, not at all. Not anywhere close uh, to, to 120 proof because it really is. I mean, I'm full nose in. Yeah. I didn't go, oh, you know, I didn't pull it away. <laughs> what was that again? <laughs> oh, and pull it away. Uh, it's it's right there, and I'm, I'm, I'm nose in. It's wonderful on the nose. Yeah. There's something uh, else there, though, that I can't put my finger on. I think that might just be oak. There might be oak that's playing pretty well on the nose. Is here, there a fingers. little bit of citrus? Oh, there's, there's something else going on there besides the vanilla and the oak, and I can't I can't put my finger on it. 
Um, I think if you if we're engaging the power of suggestion, we'll start saying they're citrus. But I didn't get that off the quick. Okay. I did not get that off the first. Now, of course, we do this neat and then decide to bring it to a cube, uh, uh, ice chips, or some cool water. Uh, this is the Ezra Brooks Cask Strength Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey Single Barrel. Fingers Malloy, are you ready for this? I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I, I can't resist. I've been ready for this all week. He signed the waiver. Fingers Malloy is doing the Kentucky Chew, moving it around the palate, getting a real feel for what it is this bourbon has to offer. The Ezra Brooks Cask Strength Kentucky oh, Straight boy. Bourbon Whiskey Single Barrel Fingers. Oh, wow. So that, that nose carries over um, on, on the palate. There's vanilla, a little bit of uh, caramel, lots of oak. Not as sweet as I thought it was going to be. I think you're going to really enjoy this because you lean more towards the oak than the sweet. Uh, slight sting on the tongue. No real warmth going. Maybe just a little bit of warmth in the chest. Does not play at 120 proof, Tony. This is wonderful. Uh, All right. I'm anxious to see I'm what you going think. In. I'm going in. Here we go. From Lux Road Distillers, the Ezra Brooks cast strength, a single barrel to your health, Fingers Malloy. To my health, Tony Katz. He's going in. He's doing the Memphis Munch. That warmth is actually growing in my chest a little bit. My heart has grown three sizes on this day. Oh, look at you. He's looking at the glass. Oh, that's a bit of citrus at the end. Okay. I'll buy that. Oh, yeah. Whoo. Whoo. That did hit a little strong. Right there. <laughs> I did it now. Right there at the bottom. Oh, that is a delicious, delicious palate. Oh. Oh, that to me... First of all, there's absolutely some solid oak going on there. Oh, oh, it's incredibly sweet. Really? Incredibly sweet. I'm not getting any spice movement on this what whatsoever. Maybe a touch peppery uh, as the as as whether it's the fruit or the floral, I'm getting a kind of subsides a little peppery on the tongue. Oh, that's delicious. That is delicious. I'm getting much right more there. oak out of it than I am a, a sweetness. Of course, I'm only using the left side of my mouth. Maybe that has something to do with it. Well, you you have uh, he had a wisdom tooth removed, everybody. Wisdom tooth removed, so there are rules about what he can and can't do. That's why he's not smoking a cigar. I am the only person <sighs> smoking the Warfighter 4th Edition Victory Cigar from warfightertobacco.com. Oh, and I'm a fan, by the way. Not so sure I'm a fan at $17 a stick, but I'm a fan. I'm enjoying the cigar with the Brazilian Matafina wrapper. You're really enjoying this, aren't you? The oh, fact that you get to smoke you a cigar pain yeah. makes Daddy happy. Oh, Guess nice. who's Daddy in this conversation? Uh -huh. That's nice. That's right. I'm Daddy. Too uh, kind. That is, that is a good bourbon. That's a good bourbon. I absolutely want to move it to a cube because I want to see what it's all about and what it's like. That's lovely. Now, the question, Fingers Malloy, is it in your liquor cabinet? Now, every place is going to sell this. If, they have, if they've done a barrel pick, they're going to sell it a little bit differently. Is it in your liquor cabinet at where I've seen it, $60 a bottle? I have to say yes. And that's not normally, you know, we've, we've talked about it on several occasions. I'm the value guy. I'm looking for something under $40 a bottle, and we've had plenty of good juice at that price point. Yeah, I think this is worth it at $60 a bottle. What's your take? I'm very happy with this. 
There is a good big oakiness going on there. I'm telling you, it was it was it was multiple fruity. It was fruity and floral uh, on the palate, but that oak shone through. A little bit of pepper dancing on the tongue. Um, this is this is nice. I already moved it to a cube. We'll see where I go with it. The Ezra Brooks Cask Strength Straight Bourbon Whiskey, single barrel, 120 proof. It don't feel that. So I know that Johnny Good News over here. That's what they call Fingers Malloy. He's America's happy hour anchor man. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy. We are Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke show. Dot com coming to you not so live, but still, we feel like we're with you. Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, blendbarcigar.com. We talk a lot about supply chain issues. We're talking a lot about what's going on with the economy. If it's being talked about in the cigar lounge, we're sharing it. And interest rates went up again, three quarters of a point. That isn't actually, fingers, the big story. The big story is that the Federal Reserve has changed its target rate. The federal funds rate, so we're talking about the rate which banks lend each other money in the overnight. Mm -hmm. They've set a new target of 4.6%. Now, to give you just a little bit of understanding, we're seeing mortgage rates, 30-year fixed mortgages, at over 6%. That's when the federal funds rate was at 2 and a quarter to 2.5%. It is now at 3 to 3 and a quarter. That's where that new federal funds rate is. It's going to go up. They're going to keep raising interest rates to 4.6. That is a signal that nothing is good on the horizon. The CEO of FedEx said, we're getting ready for worldwide recession. Uh, the, the famed uh, uh, investor, Carl Icahn, uh, ha- has said, you ain't seen nothing yet. Bad, bad things. And then you come across the story about eight looming grocery shortages <laughs> That could affect the rest of the year. Yeah, and you, you bring up the the Fed and the the interest rate increase, and and you know usually traditionally that's what would help you know uh, kind of stem the tide when it comes to inflation. But so much of what's being driven with the prices going up is supply chain issues. A lot of it has to do with supply chain issues and and labor prices going up. It's going to be interesting to see how this impacts. The economy, and you know, we're getting so close to the holidays, Tony. And you know, you, you just start thinking about Christmas gifts and maybe going Christmas shopping early if you can. And now we're seeing this with groceries, where you're you're seeing products that aren't going to be on the shelves that you would normally expect to be Target on the shelves. Target has already announced they're going to be doing sales early. They're hiring a hundred thousand seasonal people, which is pretty standard. And maybe they usually hire more, maybe they hire a bit less. But the idea of hiring for for the holiday season, and they like Walmart. They have shed inventory. They have reallocated inventory because they're not sure what's coming. You know, we talked about this when Amazon had their Prime Day, you know, the big two days, the big sales. And it was a huge number of products. It was like 300 million products that got sold. And you had to ask, what was that people doing their holiday shopping early? Which means you're going to have a depressed holiday season, which some people are anticipating. This, though, about food is the stuff that gets you. And and the, the, the list... Sounds simple. Chickpeas, corn, tomato products, turkey, beer, frozen. I'm sorry. Did I say beer? You said beer. It has all everything to do with uh, supply chain issues when it comes to carbon dioxide. The CO2, which we discussed, it they, they use a different grade of CO2 for beverages, carbonated beverages, uh, than, than you would think. There was a, an issue with one of the locations 
that really supplies a tremendous amount of CO2. So we talked about how you would have craft brewers really having a problem, but add to that the aluminum can shortage. Jeez. And uh, you're going to be getting your beer in some kind of skin that came from a, a canteen on Game of Thrones. Right. I mean, if there's box wine, are we going to see box beer soon? Uh, it's it it's just amazing because it, we've been talking about these issues for for, for two years now, and you, you you keep thinking to yourself, boy, it's got to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better because we're both optimists, Tony. We are. That's why they call you Johnny Good News. That's right. You know what they call me? What do they call you, Tony? Oh wow, it's not Tony Good News. Tony no, it's Bar- not Tony Bright Skies. No, no. It, it, it's either Tony or Sir. <laughs> that's. But That's the, it. But the aluminum can shortage, we've been talking about this for a while, and it's just not getting better. No. You know what else hasn't gotten better? A story that has totally fallen off the radar? Baby formula. Yeah. Holy cow. It's, you, the, the, some of the plants are back up, like the Michigan plant, but it isn't better. It isn't on the shelves yet. Th- that, that media has stopped talking about it, hasn't changed what's going on. There isn't baby formula. No, you're seeing it in border states where Americans are crossing the border into Mexico to get not only baby formula, but you're, you're seeing some are actually going across the border to get groceries because they're cheaper. It's, it's absolutely crazy what's going on right now. So let's go back to this list really quick because this list is it requires just a little bit of thought to get into it. And I joked about the beer, chickpeas, corn, tomato products, turkey, beer, Frozen pizza, chocolate, olive oil. Now, take frozen pizza out of it just for a a moment. Mm -hmm. And take beer out of it. The rest of this list involves, to some extent, a level of staples. Basic products that both for on, on, on a consumption level and on a cultural level lead to the creation of other things. It does a shortage of corn lead to a shortage of maize? Does it lead to a shortage of corn syrup? Does it lead to a short... I, I don't claim to be, have an expertise in all levels of food, but think about the number of products that come from corn products. What exactly does this relate to? And does it also have an impact on gas prices? Because of ethanol. Oh, okay, I did not consider. But, but that might be a different sure. grade of corn, but if we're talking about corn... And Toto, it's part of the questions I would ask. When you take a look at tomatoes taking a, 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 a hit, right? Not only you've got drought in some areas, fertilizer issues because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, that's legitimate. You, a lot of fertilizer comes uh, from that area. You're talking about sauces. You're talking about ketchup. You're talking about uh, condiments galore. Never mind uh, the things you might actually use with tomatoes. So the, the amount of playing out from some of these products is enough to give you a bit of pause. Chocolate? Well, we're we talking about actual, like, like the, the candy, or are we talking about cocoa? Are we talking about how that gets used in baking and so many other concepts? Well, I mean, Hershey announced earlier this summer that it was bracing for a possible shortage of chocolate and candy for Halloween, and it goes back to what you were referring to earlier, the war in Ukraine has made raw ingredients such as edible oil and cocoa harder to come by. 
Uh, so the chickpeas, it was the same thing. It's it's so and it's because chickpeas are what I was gonna, I was going to give out for Halloween if I couldn't find Kit Kats. <laughs> no, I bet the the, uh, the supply of chickpeas because of the war in Ukraine, and that's another story that it doesn't seem like that has dominated the the front page of, of the news like it had previously. So, oh well, I, I can get into some of the things going on in, in, in Ukraine if you really want to. Um, there, there's the idea that we are part of this world economy is is what we're talking about here. And it's not that, oh, there's a, a fight there, so therefore we don't get. There's a world market, and people are still buying, and so there's less to buy. And that's all there is. It's a supply and demand conversation in a lot of ways. It also should be a signal to uh, U.S. farmers that there may indeed be a market for uh, some level of diversification to the extent that it's, it's possible with the land that they have or uh, financially advantageous based on rules and regulations. But the, this list is a list that should give you just a just a touch of pause and say, hmm, this is, maybe I am stocking up on one or two things. And maybe I got to figure out a workaround on one or two others. Here's a scenario for you. You go into your favorite fast food joint. You order yourself a chicken sandwich. You reach into the bag. You grab the chicken sandwich. And you find $500. Woohoo! Underneath the wrapper. What do you do? What do you do? It's Buy drinks- more chicken sandwiches? Is that how it works? Thought it would. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. And uh, the story from foxbusiness.com, uh, a Georgia woman using a KFC drive through found $543 in cash underneath her sandwich, and she decides what to do with it. Tony, she goes through the drive through she right. orders herself a chicken sandwich. I'm painting a picture for the folks right, here. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Imagine yourself going through the drive-thru at a KFC. You order yourself a chicken sandwich. I'd like a chicken sandwich, please. I'll take two. You only took one, though, and because you, you, you're, you're not being gluttonous. So you, you grab the chicken sandwich. You go $543 underneath the sandwich. So the question is, Tony, what would you do in that situation? Uh, I, being a man who believes in doing the right thing at all times, would sit my children down and explain to them that this is a moment where, of course, the money is not yours, and you return the money. And I would tell them that that's exactly what they should do, and they would be so proud of me for returning the money, and I would immediately go out and spend it all on cigars. There you go. I would buy more chicken sandwiches. But you stole my line! (laughs) I worked so hard on that one. Oh, the city of Jackson. It's, I'm guessing, oh, yeah, Jackson, Georgia. Uh, their police department thanked Mrs. Joanne Oliver for her honesty and goodness uh, for returning the money. Apparently, this was part of that local KFC's cash drop. Uh, and uh, they've they have left the cash drop out in and they put it in a uh, just a regular uh, bag that you would put the food in, which now tells you what they may do whenever <laughs> when they do a cash drop. It may just be cash in a in a. Normal sack. The from manager KFC. at KFC took the cash that's meant for the for the bank and put it into the same type of bag that they hand out the window to anonymous people driving away. Yes, I'm guessing. Uh, by the way, they're they're celebrating this woman because she saved this manager's job, and I'm guessing there's going to be a corporate memo going out. About yeah, she should. gave the money back, uh, and, and and she actually did have a, a story about how her husband is ill and and. Uh, I think either he'd been laid off or she'd been laid off, could have used uh, the, the, the money, et cetera, et cetera. But you, you do the right thing. It's not yours. Of course you give it back. 
You give back the money when you know where it came from. Now, if you find $20 on the ground mm. and you look around and there's nobody to give it to, I think you can keep the $20. I don't have an issue with that. I'm fine with that. I think that's fair. What if you find a wallet that has cash in it but no identification? So there, there are the, 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 the driver's license is gone. The credit cards are gone. It's just uh, an, a, a wallet with, say, 30 bucks in it. Do you, do you post it on Craigslist? I mean, what, is Craigslist still a thing? Uh, do you post it on Craigslist, found wallet, describe it to me, and you will get the wallet back? I mean, because there's do? a wallet involved, yes. How weird is that? Let's say it was the same $20. Because there's an actual physical wallet involved, yes. The difference being that if you find 20 bucks on the ground, it could have blown around from anywhere. A wallet means there's an actual person that had an actual thing. The dollar had to get the money had to get into the wallet. The wallet had to get put dropped in a certain location. So therefore I take some time to try and locate the person. Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, speaking of meat. We're going That's- from chicken to beef, Tony. Oh, oh, that was the speaking of meat. Yeah. Got it. Not the money. Although the kids, they call uh, money uh, meat nowadays. That's what they, they call it they scratch. Don't. They call they, it meat. They call it dough. Call it meat scratch? Yeah, exactly. Well, we talked uh, briefly last week about best tips for picking a good steak in a grocery store. Right. And a, a story came up, and I think that it really is worth discussing uh, what our uh, beef grades because we, we talk, you know, uh, prime versus choice versus select all the time. We just throw those terms out there. And maybe uh, a lot of people who are just getting into grilling or they really don't pay all that close attention to the labels are wondering what the differences are between, say, prime, choice, and select. Go for it. So prime indicates abundant marbling about 8 to 13% fat. That's what you consider you'll pay a premium price for this quality. It's found mostly in high-end restaurants, hotels, and specialty butcher shops or mail-order steak services. We you, that, you That's prime, you just that, said. That's prime. This is all according to neighborfoodblog.com. Now, you, you have gotten your hands on occasionally a, a prime vi- brisket versus, say, we, we both a choice brisket. gotten choice briskets. Did you notice a difference between... The prime biscuit and choice, which indicates good marbling, about four to ten percent fat. Um, I must admit, no. I must admit, and and I very much wonder where where the brisket people are on this. If you're already dealing with a significant fat cap on on a brisket, uh, when you go to now um, smoke that. That's what's what's working its way down. That's what's bringing you flavor, and, and and the whole product is getting tenderized by the smoking and by the by the low and slow methodology. Yeah. So, um, or, or or as we describe it, the the inescapable rule, um, which is low and slow is is the way it's done. I I, I have not, and and I must tell you that you know I, I texted you the other day a local supermarket. They were selling thirteen pound briskets. Two ninety nine a pound, mm-hmm. and I texted you and I said, "Tee," <laughs> and and you bought some. I, I I I bought some. I can't imagine that somehow it isn't going to be everything that I know it should be. 
But when we talk about this idea of marbled uh, and, and the amount of fat, I, I am left believing that maybe I could be wrong. How Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. But there's some overlap, too, that's interesting. You know, when it comes to USDA Prime, like I said, it indicates abundant marbling about 8 to 13%. But you may get some really good marbling on a, a choice, USDA choice uh, brisket, where it says anywhere from 4 to 10% fat. So if you had a, a, you know, a choice that's leaning towards 10% fat, it may actually be better than, say, USDA Prime that's 8 or 9% could be i don't claim to be a butcher but just by just <laughs> just reading this it would make, make me think that you could luck out on a choice brisket and have it be just as uh marbled as some prime briskets but did you ever get your hands on a wagyu uh, on, on, on a wagyu i have not yet i found some places where i can get it and as as promised we are going to smoke and eat a wagyu brisket i'm talking about setting up the webcam and it's going to watch us all night long Smoke cigars <laughs> and drink and smoke uh, the, this brisket. Uh, be, and it's for the same exact reason. And remember, Wagyu is not a, not a grade. It's mm -hmm. a type. Um, I, I want to see if it does indeed make a difference. I want to know whether or not that the, 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 the massaging, the, the, the fat content, does it really give me something in this particular style of cooking that I can't get elsewhere that that would make me say yeah this is the way you have to do it so it's the same conversation as the choice in the prime right mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 this marbleizing just uh, while I'm willing to believe it's possible my experience is no I've got enough fat from the cap I'm good thank you I love barbecuing I love grilling barbecue and grill that's another thing that there's going to be a they're, huge they're two totally different yeah things. two totally different things but, but, you love, get, but you love both. I love both, but people like to use those terms they interchangeable. And That's they not how it works. They are, they are not interchangeable terms at all. Uh, you will learn about this when our new barbecue book comes out. We're writing right now. Um, this book is going to get us killed. <laughs> That's actually how the book starts. Oh, it's going to get us uh, killed. The bourbon, people, is the Ezra Brooks cast strength single barrel, 120 proof, $60 a bottle. Yes, please. The oak, the floral, a little bit of pepper, wonderful. And this Warfighter cigar, uh, the Victory cigar from warfightertobacco.com. Uh, I wish it wasn't $17.76 a, a stick. I do like it with the Brazilian Matafina wrapper. I, I do like it. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke. On Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. And Instagram at eat, drink, smoke podcast.